to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before. And he has put all things under his side, under his side. So for me when I was born the world experienced a dimension of God at least that's how I think So I know there was someone who was saying they are expecting a gift but I am the gift Uh uh-uh. you, you, you don't understand let me explain Someone was saying at uh, my friend is expecting a gift from me for their birthday but I am the gift <laughs> I'm not that kind of a person <laughs> who is also expecting gifts from you. No. I'll tell you something. Anyone who gives me a gift, I'll tell you, anyone who gives me a gift, it's for your benefit. I'm well supplied. I know how to make tents and make money. So if you decide to come with a gift, that's it's you but i believe that on my birthday i must be a gift because when i was born a gift was born to the world so i'm always looking forward to how can i be a gift to the world meanwhile if you don't bring gifts okay so <laughs> sorry it jumped out the most important thing is you you During your birthday do you ever think of what the world expects from you or you're just saying on my birthing day what am I expecting what do you intend to do for the people because a, a gift a gift was was born from heaven when you were born the world the, the world experienced something from god that it has never seen do you know that no one is was ever like you and no one will ever be like you When we check your your fingerprints no one has ever had those fingerprints and no one will ever have them they are very unique to you that is to show that there's something special that god has brought to this earth so on your birthday start think stop thinking like people who are always needy start thinking about how can i be a blessing to my community how can i be a blessing to my family now I encourage all of you to celebrate others. Don't now use this as an excuse to not celebrate your friends. 
to say, what are we expecting from you since it's your birthday? No, that's not what I'm saying. Celebrate people who are having birthdays. It's important. That's what, make pe that's what makes people feel at home and they feel loved. Everybody wants to be celebrated. That's okay. But that should, that should be like 10 out of 80, out of 90. The 90% should be, okay, now that I'm entering this new year, from what God gave me, what is the world benefiting from me? At least my environment, the world around me, what are they benefiting? So this is why I try to do something that can be a blessing to everyone. There are other things that I do in the background that you will never know and I'll never tell you, but you just see the impact, especially for you who are members of this church. There are sacrifices, there are prayers that are made. Many times I'm like God. I behave like God. There are many things I know, but I'll never tell you. Sometimes God shows me. Sometimes someone will come and say, this is what he did. And I know. Whether God will tell me, someone will tell me, I know. So there are many relationships I have broken. You never knew I was a part of it. And there are some which I have engineered. You never know as a part of it. There are many blessings I have closed. I have said no. This one, yeah. God tells me at this, this one, I want them to be. I say, okay, but can I say something, Lord? <laughs> you remember what Abraham did? When God said, I'm going to destroy everyone, he went in front of God and said, I have a ask. Well, if you find 50 people, God says, okay, for 50 people, I say, oh, he says, okay, go. Then as God is going, he again goes to front. He says, okay, wait, what if you find 40? Okay, for 40 or not, God is going. Abraham is watching. <laughs> he goes again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please don't be angry at me. I'm just, I'm just human. You can easily destroy me. What, what? I give the speech and I say, no, that one is not ready for that relationship. Then God tells me, no, but she's been praying and crying. He says, Lord, I know her. I know you know her more. <laughs> but just withhold. Then when you come to me saying, no, they broke up. I say, oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that man did to you? And I say, just don't worry. It's just an analogy. I'm not saying if I talked to you like that, then I was one behind it. Relax. Tell a sister or a brother, relax. So, I remember there was a sister who I really wanted them to date a certain guy. You don't know where pastor is. That's why you're surprised at what I'm saying. You don't know the powers. <laughs> so, 
when I released her from the barn, I said, have you seen my son? <laughs> she says, no, what? He's not the tallest man alive. You know those things that they say, those mundane things girls say. Those very insipid things they say. So the moment she told me that I put her back on the ban, I said, <laughs> yeah, banned. Yeah, so she was not happy with me for two days. Then we were back. But the ban was still. And I went to, to do something for her in the spirit. I went to pray. <laughs> and she came back to me after a month. It's not bad. <laughs> I now went to I now went to the man and I said, Sunny <laughs> Arise. <laughs> Arise. Now you know like Gideon. He started giving excuses. No, I'm not the tallest man in the family. I'm born. I said, shut up. Sometimes just believe me. Shut up. Don't tell me all that. When God is telling you, shut up. Just He gave an, I said, are you done? Yes. I said, now go. When he went back, he came back with a testimony. No. So I'm just saying there are jobs that I do. There are jobs that I do as a pastor. So, I think I'm your gift. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying this also to inspire you. Be a blessing. Before you begin receiving things, try to find a way of being a blessing. Especially as you enter a new year, a new age. Revise, re-strategize. How have I been a blessing? Ask your friends who are brutal to tell you. Not the ones who tell you what you want to hear. Or the ones who you know that if I argue with them, they will tell me what I want to hear because the friendship will finish. There are people who want you so much that they will lie to you to keep you. So, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> And to every mother out there, we, we love you. We appreciate you. How did you know mom is the one? Because there wasn't any other. I, dropped, I almost dropped the mic, but I realized my coffers were looking at me like this. I think the people who drop mics are, are numbered. I think it's planned. They put like, something down there, then they say, I'm fine. It's a dropping a mic. Where do we put it? No, beside, beside the camera doesn't catch it. Okay. Okay, my story, in short, my story was a bit, 
was a bit supernatural for those who may not know because my, my, my wife was around my circles but I never knew she was the one because I never looked at her like that. If there were a hundred girls, that could have been my suit as she was not on the list. Not because of anything. I just never looked at her like that. And, and I remember, I remember she really loved my teaching, so she would like attend my mentorship classes. And I was even saying, ah, this girl. She doesn't want to get in, she wants to get in trouble with Apostle Fred because Apostle Fred like, is that kind of guy who likes, likes his lines. Like, I think I learned it from him. We like get jealous very fast when a person is not loyal, we are like, you can just go, join that church. In fact, go. <laughs> no, but I was only attending a what? I, no, there are many other nice things, go attend. <laughs> so so I, was, I was feeling for her, but she would get permission and she would attend. I remember there was this one time when we had mm, a mentorship class in the side chapel. And we met at Onza, just there at the entrance, because I was walking there and you were late. But I remember that day you had bathed. Now, she wasn't doing it to, to sort of trap me or anything. She was just naturally like that. I think that's one notice I, nothing I noticed. I said, mm, this girl can bath. And they're just those girls who are always looking on point. Now, at this point, I didn't have like anything for her or anything. I, I think at the time I was even dating. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was not single at the time. And I remember I was teaching, I was teaching a sermon titled Divine Nomenclature that, that time. Do you remember that teaching? I was teaching a sermon titled Divine Nomenclature. So she came and she attended. I'll never forget that day. So, and I told her, you are late. Can you hurry up? Then she ran. And I was like genuinely mean. <laughs> yeah, because it's not even like your mentorship. Why are you late? So, this girl. And then there was one time, I think I had just separated from the lady I was dating at the time. Then we came for a meeting at your church. And you were like all over the place. I remember, you, it, that was 2016 early 2016 you wore you wore a black jacket and a yellow a yellow dress <laughs> yellow dress now me i have i have i don't forget how people dress when i see how you are dressed that's how i remember i will know how you are dressed i just don't forget And then you crossed my mind. Because one thing that Apostle Fred said, he said, this girl, you had invited him to your church. And you said, and Apostle Fred said, if this girl does not marry a man of God, she'll be frustrated because she's too much of a ministry person. Now, now that's stuck with me for some strange reason. Now the brother didn't know he was being led by the Spirit. Then I, I, after some time, when we knocked off, I said to him, you know she wouldn't be bad. 
for me. And then he says, forget it. And then he meant it. He meant it for some reasons I can't tell you now. One day when the Lord releases me, I'll tell you. Because even these details, you don't know them. So I said to him, ah, I don't even care. I was just doing you both a favor. We are friends. So I forgot about her. Because of ego issues. Yeah. And then I think the Lord visited me in a dream. And in the dream, there was a girl standing ahead. That was 2016. She had very nice hair. She had a purple. There's that purple turtleneck you had. I don't know if you remember it. And <laughs> she wore a black dress. Let me explain to you the detail. I was in a certain lounge and they said to me, you know what, let me skip this. <laughs> okay, how many are saying I share? <laughs> Why are you pretending? I was in a certain lounge. No, I was outside that lounge. Then someone told me, get in. I got in and there was a big TV screen. And I sat down. You know why I'm sharing this with you? There's a grace I want to transmit. And they gave me a remote. And I clicked the remote and it began to play. And I saw myself and I saw her. Now, she was standing like this and I was facing her. So, I put my hand in the pocket. I'm watching myself. I put my hand in the pocket and there's a ring. I look at it and it's an engagement, engagement ring. So, I watch myself going to her. And when I reached where she was, she turned. And I said, Mavis. <laughs> and she was just there being shy and all. So I just got her hand and put the thing there. And then I noticed she was happy. Then we were, you know, hugging that thing people do when they're engaged. And I woke up. And when I woke up, I said, ah! <laughs> then I immediately, I, I didn't tell Apostle Fred. Because <laughs> we were on the same bed. Because already we, we, we said, I, I don't care. And some, some months back, I think. So I told my friend, uh, Prophet Dan. And he said, ah, you, you're even late. That girl is single, and for all I know, she's good. So I was a bit confused. How do I text? Do I? Ah, uh, greetings, blessings. I was thinking, how do I? <laughs> okay. Okay, it's, 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 that's how I knew she was the one. The rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> They've grabbed the book. At first I didn't, because I listened to preachers who said, the Bible says, he who finds a wife. And the, the preachers, I will not say their names, but they are very big and influential ministers of the gospel. And I followed them in that area. So I didn't believe that I'll have to, my wife has to be revealed to me. I believed that I need to find. And I tried it. 
and it ended in tears. So this time I told God, I surrender all to you. And when I surrendered, he now showed me. When God showed me my wife, I didn't have what you call feelings for her. So it was not like that girl who you have a crush on. It's okay for maybe at your level, it's good for you. But for that stuff you call chemistry, I, it wasn't there. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just telling you what my experience was. Because I was marrying for purpose and not just for chemistry and looks. Now, I wondered, low-key, I said, mm, this guy, girl. But then I didn't want, because I told God, show me. And when he showed me, now I can't go back to him and say, no, there's no art. So, the Bible also says a good wife is from the Lord. Even a good husband is from the Lord. There are people that can find, and what God says is, here are the qualities. She should be saved. At least you should be in love with her. You should be serving, and that's okay. But there are other people who God says, that's the one. And the answer is, yes, sir. I'm a feeling The only thing with that is that you must be sure you hate God. <laughs> that's the only condition I give you. And it's better off it's the man because if you now, as a woman, you now go to the man and say, behold, as I was in a dream, <laughs> the angel of the Lord came to me and, and said, come nigh, open thine eyes and see. They will be kafwafwa. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, when you are, sometimes when you are in a certain place, God will come to you and say, there, he is the one, she is the one. And the answer is yes, sir. Meanwhile, there's nothing wrong with finding your own, all right? There's not, as long as you follow those things which have been laid down in the book, Finding and Being Found. Yes. What's the place for chemistry? It should be there. If God has not spoken to you, it should be there. I'm not going to... I will lose my way if I go that direction. The only reason I will not read this question is because it's too long. I always find myself doing something that isn't right, even when I try and try to avoid it. What can I do? Mm. So sometimes it's because you're not accountable. If you don't have a friend of yours that you are open with, that you can talk to about the issues you are going through, especially someone who's objective with you or someone who's senior to you like your pastor or a deacon, you'll find yourself doing the same thing. You need to bind yourself to being accountable so that if you find yourself doing what you're not proud of, then you can, you can report yourself and the person will tell you. But I thought we dealt with this. There's, that shame is important. I know love keeps no record of wrong, but mentorship does. And it needs to. Say so you, but you, you, this is what we are through again. What happened to you? 
Those ears, were they drawn? No, okay, no. You need someone who can sit you down and tell you, but you, you did this before. How come you found yourself here? So number one, you're not accountable. Then number two, you are careless. You know that you've got a problem with your ex. And every time you're together, you start giving each other sleepy eyes and then something happens. You sleep with each other because you gave each other sleepy eyes. <laughs> so why are you being found with that person? So the problem is that you are careless. Boundaries. You will be shocked at the flesh. It's got a mind of its own. You will end up doing things you never imagined you would do. You know, you know there are things, especially sexual sins. Huh? You know sex is very instinctive. You don't need to be taught. Some of these stressful teachings they give people. Just, you, you'll be shocked at what God initially planted in you. The flesh will come alive. You, there is a reason why the Bible says, do not awaken love before it pleases. <laughs> and then the owners also tell you it doesn't bite <laughs> also there are just some people who bring out the worst in you eh? there are people who when you are around them you just ah, you do the F word you just find yourself just They've got an environment, an environment of, uh, of compromise. You know that when I meet with that person, we will gossip. You will feel a bit bad, but you will go back again because there's, there's a part of you. So your environment also matters. Also, you know that when you're in only places you masturbate, each child could spare not shimmy light. What are you doing? Go in public. Sorry. Go and go and go sit with everyone else. <laughs> sit with everyone else. Ah. Why are you taking yourself there? It's like something invites you. There's a darkness which invites you. You are going in the dark. <laughs> I thought Jesus is the light. <laughs> That's why the Bible says, the light came, but the people loved darkness more than light. They knew the light, but they loved the darkness. Some people, you just like people who validate you when they tell you the wrong things. They validate you when you gossip. You feel like you belong. Now, imagine if you feel like you belong. I'm a junkie. You're feeling like you belong.
But also, you may just need deliverance. Because if you have tried to stop something over a period of time and you find yourself relapsing, even after doing everything that uh, discipline can help you with, you find yourself going back. It means that the spirit could have found its place in you. Now, when a spirit finds its place in a habit and it begins to inhabit that habit, that habit is now empowered by a force beyond your will to resist. So you find that people who, there are people who are addicted maybe to food, especially, all they need is just a trigger. And the trigger could be that they are stressed. So once that stress kicked in, kicks in, that spirit will now come and inspire all sorts of appetites. Now we find people are eating charcoal. People are eating, insatiably eating ice. Now I understand there's a medical condition, but ah, you know some of these sicknesses. perfume, perfume. There are spirits like that. Huh? Some of my sicknesses are like that. They don't like just my touch for a perfume. Now, you are healed in the name of Jesus. When everyone does nice pork, then you look at it, you struggle, you struggle. When you force yourself to eat church, I manifest him if you rush. I command every allergic reaction to bow out of your life in the name of Jesus. There are some of these sicknesses. No. So, Sometimes you just need deliverance because that spirit will now be empowering the appetite. Let me give you an example. There are appetites you can't explain. For example, you have a strong urge to pray. You just feel like you need to pray. And sometimes when you wake up, you just feel like, <sighs> sometimes you fight it. You go on touching your chiffon, all the best. But sometimes you yield to it. Who gave you that appetite to pray? There's a spirit that inspired it. In the same way, there are spirits which just inspire you. Open the TV, begin to watch. Because it knows that there's something to snare you. Go to YouTube, relax. There's just a feeling to do it. Sometimes you need deliverance. Now, it means even if you try to stop, you won't stop. Because you are, it's not by power nor by might now. There's a spirit that's inspiring you to do those things. So you can't break up with the habit if there's a spirit attached. The spirit will need to be detached. You need to be free. There are spirits which, which exist in disobedience. So when you take yourself there, it says, then you now begin having fellowship with the spirit. And sometimes the level of, the level of darkness begins to increase the more that you go back to that habit. Demonic, demonic interference is in levels. There are people who are just influenced. 
Then there are people who, they dwell with the spirit in their environment. Then there are people who are just oppressed. Then there are people who are possessed. That's the last level. So you find, the first time that you were angry, you had an urge to cut yourself. And you resist it. The second time, it, it, it lurks. You want to do it again. So this time, you cut yourself a bit, and it will give you, you know, the demon will give you relief. And then it will even hate the fact that it's given you that relief, but it's trying to lure you. So you feel so good after you cut yourself. Next time you're upset, the edge will come, you cut yourself, more blood will gush out. Then that evil spirit now would have established the correct environment in which to exist in your life. Because it, certain things need to be in place. Remember the Bible says, it goes to dry and arid places to seek rest. And if it's, it doesn't find it, it will say, I'll go back to my house. Then if it finds that the house is empty. So the house, as you are, as you are cutting yourself, you're emptying the house. You're emptying your house. Now it has enough space to dwell. Next time it will not be an urge, it will be a decision. It will graduate because now you don't need to be inspired. It's not every time you need to be inspired to give. When you live with the Holy Spirit, you will know when to do it and when to not. Because now it has become a decision. There are times it's going to be a leading, but many times it's going to be a decision that you make. So you now find that after that little bit of relief that you feel, there's going to be a darkness which you will feel afterwards. Like I was talking to someone who was saying, who was, I was counseling and they were saying, I fought with someone, but when I began beating them, I just felt this darkness and I couldn't stop hitting them. I said, how did it start? Then they went back to how it started. They began to tell me how it started. It started small. And they said, when I was upset, I felt this darkness. Now, this time the darkness descended. So now what's beginning to happen is you're beginning to have fellowship with the darkness. The anger, you're beginning to have fellowship with it when you're upset. And then the people were even proud of it. Me when I'm angry, shinshkila. When I'm angry, me. Hey, you don't know me. They even smile at you when you are doing masovela to them. They look at you. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says in James chapter 3 verse 14. It says when you are bitter and envious. It says don't boast about it. There are people who say you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. They are proud about it. James 3 14. The Bible knows that. It says but you have, if you've got bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart. Do not boast against the truth. Do not boast and lie against the truth. Some people are proud of it. They say, I'll put him in his place. He doesn't know me. But the Bible tells you something in the next verse. What does it say? It says, this wisdom, it's a wisdom. Anger is a wisdom. Envy is a wisdom. So, there's a sermon I taught titled The Last Days at Levi Monawasa. I advise you to listen to it. It's on podcast. Just last week. It's wisdom. And what wisdom does, there are two kinds of wisdom. There's a wisdom that comes from the knowledge that you have. Because wisdom is practical knowledge. But then there's also a wisdom 
which becomes practical because there's a spirit that lives on the inside of you that is a holder of that knowledge. So it moves you to act on a knowledge you are not aware of. So he says, this wisdom does not descend from above. So it descended on you, yes. You just, I just felt this anger and envy descend upon me. Now we are telling you, it did descend from me. It descended from somewhere. <laughs> what is it? It is earthly. It is sensual. And it is demonic. So, it now has, and if you tolerate it, it begins to possess you. Meaning, if Satan needs a person to do an assignment for him in an area, that has to do with breaking someone's car. He knows the right girl for the man to fall in love with. And then that girl would just, she has a reputation. She's a servant of the devil. So the, the car you bought now, she, this, this is a message you were sending that girl. No, this is a screenshot from my friend. Don't even tell Beep, beep, beep. The guy is broken. She's now a servant. Executing assignments. On behalf of the kingdom of, she's possessed. These are the people who begin talking and they tell you. What did I say? Because there was a spirit speaking through them. Literally. The Holy Spirit doesn't do that. You will know the Holy Spirit has told me this now, I'll say it. So you need deliverance. Want to know more about the Holy Spirit and spiritual senses? Uh, this is a long topic. I will not answer it here. Most often, last bonds are raised with love and attention. I don't speak for all, but growing up, most have an authoritative nature. How can I not always want my way because often people I interact with say that I have prayed about it, but why should this one, one thought always be amplified from all other good things about me? Hashtag any clarity over this will be appreciated. Um, so you grew up as a last born. <laughs> now it's a serious issue. You grew up as a last born. There's something about all last bonds, generally speaking. Generally speaking, I'm not saying it applies to everyone. They are soft because of how they are groomed. My brother used to sleep with his shoes in the bed, in my father's bed. I said, And when I, 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 I say I'm appealing, and I would say to him, all oh, that my mother would tell me, Wabusaka. When my father would be beating my young brother, he would cry himself. Beating him like this, and he would look like you. Don't do this. Don't do this to us.
My father would beat me and he would not be heartbroken or discipline me and he would feel like, yes. I'm the head of this. I will show you. I created you. I can create another one. Come here. <laughs> he subdued me. And if my, if my young brother would do anything, they would be so heartbroken. Can I share that story? <laughs> Can I share the tattoo story? <laughs> so there was this one time <laughs> when my young brother put a prank on my mother. He said, ah, I'm doing a tattoo. Now my mother... <laughs> My mother is a villager. The moment she hears tattoo, she thinks you've become a satanist. <laughs> My mother cried and began blaming all of us. Called me, called Esther, and then he has grown now. Please don't judge him. Switched off his phone. <laughs> job, job, job. I love you catch a tattoo. Now, us, we misbehaved more than the prank. They never cried. They just called us. <laughs> and they showed us what they were made of. <laughs> they just showed us. This is not your house. You don't do that. Just beat you, beat you, lock you up. Put you on a fast. That's it. But they wept. And Joab pranked them. I thought, Wow. Okay. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you get to understand your parents. Don't become jealous. Just leave it. Let, at least they are happy that they've got a child they are proud of. Don't let Satan begin talking to you at you. They don't like you. It's their business. Just get your shares from, they gave birth to you, they fed you, they've not killed you. So don't exaggerate some of these things. But at least it didn't get to his head. The problem with many last bones is that it gets to their head. Like Joseph. When Joseph, he was like one of the last people. When Joseph, hi, he would go tell his brothers, my father gave me a coat of many colors. Let's see Judah if you have one. Not even a vest. <laughs> and... It got to his head to the extent that him, he thought, fiance, 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 fiance. So this, this one time he says, I had a dream. He thought everyone is happy with him. It got to his head. Joseph was cocky. No, he was cocky. You study him. He went to say, I had a dream. In this dream, you were all bowing down to me. And then he, he had many dreams of that nature. The problem is that he was sharing them. And you know what the parents would do? Ah, <laughs> Joseph, stop. Till one day now we had a dream that went against them. Now he went for the parents. He said, I had a dream. This time it was not just this, the moon. And then the parents now, eh? you can come here. Are you telling, do you know who I am? I'm the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham. Are you telling me that I'll bow to you? He was upset now. Because he's the one who was tolerating it. Now he does. That's why God had to keep him 15 years in prison. 
part of it was for him to grow so that he stops trusting people. Because if you're now cocky and you are ruling over everyone, if I make you second to only Pharaoh, you destroy this nation. So we have to make you perfect through suffering. And God saw to it that he was perfected. Mm. He went in prison. When he went in prison, he said he had a gift and he manifested the gift. When it comes to gift, being gifted, few people were gifted like Joseph. He was interpreting dreams like he's drinking water. And he says, this is what will happen. In three days, you're going to be removed. Imagine he says that. He says, please remember me. God says, it's not yet time. The moment the man stepped out, everything remained in the prison. To the glory of God. Because there was a kakos that Joseph was writing, a GCE. He needed to learn to be humble. He needed to learn to understand that not everyone likes you. He needed to learn to understand that he needs to be patient before he begins to deliver messages. He needs to learn to understand that not everybody will help will help you back. Not everyone who looks like they like you, like you. They are there are classes Joseph was failing. So God took him through this class for two more years. Just work on your character, you'll be fine. It's a character issue. It's a character issue. Because she, the world is not your brother and sister and mother and father. They don't know you. They don't know you. And they don't care. So when you go, everyone will further me, you are in trouble. So there are just some things you need to learn. And if God loves you, you there are, I, before you succeed, there's going to be time that is going to be taken, taking you through character, pain. People have to ignore you. The way your mother always used to, when you cough, your mother says, ah, Chibesa. this time you will cough until you catch a cold. No one will respond. And it's not, you will bind, bind. How do you bind God? It's God who is making sure that they forget about you. So just learn to be patient. Learn that not everyone is your brother, sister, mother, father. Relax. It's, this is a character issue. You let it get to your head. And see, if everyone is noticing that you've got this trait, and only you, you don't notice, it's a sign that you have a problem. Are you listening to me? All right. I had a dream about a roommate who had a business of running big buses on the road. But every time her buses were on the road, they would die on the middle of the road. What could this mean? Um, buses are symbolic of life. And they could be symbolic of ministry, depending on the context of the person that you're looking at. So it means this person has got a taima taiwa kind of spirit. They don't succeed, they don't fail, they are just there. That means they could have big projects, but the moment they are about to take off, the investor pulls out. Then another one will come. The moment that it now reaches a point for selling, then the investor pulls out. Or the moment that they are there waiting for the person to now buy, then the person is sick. So Taima Taiwa, have you ever seen a shop named Taima Taiwa? <laughs> or a bus? That's a curse. Don't it's better you are poor than that. Because <laughs> it's very frustrating. It's like, it's like getting 39%. Better final, you're 10. How do you convince your friends that you almost passed? 
I think that's the spelling of peace. So that's the daimata your spirit. Even kingdoms have got a moment of expansion, the rise, and then the. No, this one, how do you write it? The almost expansion. Is a lady who is dating supposed to submit to her boyfriend? And if so, how far? Or to what extent is she supposed to do so? So the Bible says, wives, submit to your own husbands. Twice. Wives, girlfriends, submit to your own boyfriends. I've never seen that scripture. I don't think it's in the Bible. Twice. First Peter 3 and Ephesians 5. However, the Bible does not teach us how to date. It suggests it. So if I have never shown that I respect you and we have dated for three years, I will not suddenly begin to respect you. So even as you are dating, there should be signs that this woman can respect me. She can submit to me. She can listen to me when I'm talking. Now, if you just excite each other, and then you suddenly think that when you get married, you respect each other, you will cry. And there's no turning back there. No turning back. No turning back. I want you to remember this. No turning back. No turning back. No back. Hallelujah. <laughs> so when you see the signs and you there will be no respect. So she's not supposed to submit, but there should be signs that she can submit to me. If the shoe doesn't fit at the shop, some of you force the shoe, you just bend. Forgive my handwriting, but I keep having these dreams about you, Pastor. Good person or too fast. <laughs> These things are scary. <laughs> okay. I can read. <laughs> so I recently asked God if he really called me to be a worshiper. That very night, God took me into a dream. And in that particular dream, we were in a new church. Not the building we're in right now. You were praying and singing. Then you passed the mic to me. Then you walked away and I started speaking in tongues. Then I started leading worship. What more do you want? <laughs> What more do you want? Next. 
You know people who make things very complicated. Now, don't feel shouted at because I don't know you, so it's cool. Don't complicate your life. The answer is there, but you're saying, mm, this lecturer, mm -mm, there's a trick. Then you write the wrong one. Good afternoon, Dad. I acknowledge your presence. Dad, I want to marry a specific... I want to marry a specific race, but that race isn't found in Zambia. It seems there are many like that. How can I make myself available? I've already told God about him. So it's a sister. Do you remember, do you remember when we met uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mwape? The man is Zambian, the woman is Chinese. Uh, she's Japanese. I'll, I'll ask them to come because I told them one day they should show up. Their, their husband is a pastor. So she said, I, this, I saw, I had told God the 70 things that I wanted. <laughs> okay, let me, it's just that I remember exactly how she was saying it. She, okay, she said, I had told God 70 things that I wanted about the man. So already when I look at her list, I knew one of the things she needed was a patient man. <laughs> and she said, God, God ticked everything. So that's an encouragement. You may only need patience because we don't know where it's going to come from. But number two, if you grow out of that request, it's okay because have you been resisting and rejecting all other men? Then when they get married, how do you feel? How do you feel? In their chest. So it's okay. It's okay. But I, I strongly advise you, if you marry a Zambian man, it's not a sin you're not going to hell. It's not a sin. Just don't settle. If you find a good man, just marry. Some, some people say, oh, it's too long, the Caucasian man is not coming, then you settle. And then when you settle, every time you look at him, he's not the one. Now, the devil will now start talking to you. And then you do strange things in the marriage. So, so if let's say, give yourself a specific, if you ask God, Lord, I want a, 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 a Caucasian man, for example. Put a certain time limit also. Since you've already put one request, put another request for time. And say, so if he doesn't show up by this time, Chives. <laughs> I, 
You have asked God that the man that you want is Chinese. He should be saved, he should be tall. You've put everything. And she speak Bemba. Everything you've put fluently. Also just put, by the time I'm 35, if it doesn't show up, Lord, man, anyone you will bring, man, I don't mind. So put also time. I advise you to do that, okay? The Bible says obey your parents. At the same time, there is a level of sacrifice required from us children, from us, from church, that's department. How do we balance the two? If your parents are fed up and giving you a hard time. The Bible says obey your parents. Okay, I think this question is very important. I think it's a conflict between church and parents. Now, normally the church situation is on Sundays and Saturdays. And also maybe if you are attending cell. So I don't see how that in interferes with your parents. The problem normally is that your parents think you are honoring us more than you are honoring them. So if you are dishonoring your parents, I should also be dishonored so that you balance things. Because you are talking about the balance. What you can do if you've got a parent who's very difficult is start hiding your honor for us from them. Don't make them see. Don't rub it in their face. Just do it privately so that you don't bring issues. Because some of you, they'll tell you, stop going to that church. You see, many parents get attacked mentally. They start saying, they start thinking that she listens to you more than she listens to me. How? I've been with this person two years. I've been with them 15 years. In the two years, they're listening to me more than, maybe there's something wrong with you. Either that or I'm bewitching them. But I told you I'm a pastor, so where's the witchcraft coming from? On these days, I stopped giving audience to parents who want to abuse me. I've had enough. We don't force anyone to join this church. We don't. Many of you parents who are listening to me, I want you to know something with all the respect that I can practice. Many of these children do things you don't know they do. You don't know. You don't know what they have done. So when they come in contact with the... One of the first things you should do is if you find that your child is very dedicated to a ministry, get three sermons and listen to them. Is this guy sound? Because God could have just sent that man as an answer not to their prayer or to their misbehavior, to your prayer. Remember one time as a parent you were praying and say, can they just find friends who can just give them wisdom? Not chidia. And then God does not just give them a, he gives them a pastor. Someone they can listen to and you are angry. And God is in shock. Parents many times don't know what they're... This generation, this generation, this generation, the things they do, uh, the misbehavior that they do, the word misbehavior needs mentorship too. I was talking to a kid who was saying, I'm in about six to ten sex groups. 
And how do you link up? We just say, ah, who's available by this joint? A teenager. The parent doesn't know. One of the things the parent told me is, ah, he's been coming to church a lot. I wanted to ask her, does he tell you he's in 10 sex groups? <laughs> so maybe that child could not open up to you. They opened up to me. And the demon we cast out, I needed five ushers this side and this side. The only thing is that that demon manifests in the house. And you don't know it's a demon. You think you're talking to your son. No. <laughs> there was demonic transfusion when they went to meet up with like a strange boy or girl. So listen, three teachings. Parents, if you're here, three teachings. I want to talk to you. And the parent is so angry. So now I just say, who's the zonal pastor? You deal with it. So that I avoid, <laughs> avoid answering. I want to avoid that. I want to be, you know, Jesus Jr. But even Jesus one time, he answered. Remember when they were asking him questions by Herod? Then he says, go tell that fox. He, one day Jesus answered. Now Jesus was nice. They pushed him. Many parents do not, I'm not, I'm not, I've never answered a parent, please. I'm just saying, <laughs> the inspiration keeps getting stronger. So why are you having a balance? Don't, don't sell us. Sometimes just say, I am fasting. Don't say, Pastor Daniel told me. So that I look like how? Just fast. No, Pastor Daniel. But now, who they are tired of this Pastor Daniel in the house. Are you listening to me? Be wise. The Bible says David behaved himself wisely in the presence of the king. A time will come when you come out of the house. Sometimes some of you, when you come out of the house, then you can post 20 of me. I was praying and I was saying, Lord, can you raise more people like me in generations I am not? Because I remember the things I did. I remember the things I did. I remember the lives that I changed. The demons I cast out from my friends. The lives that I led to the Lord. Not one life who woke up to me and said, when I met you, my life got destroyed. From a young age. From a young age. And I was praying to God, Lord, I need a child like me. Because I remember how I prayed for my parents. What I did to make them proud deliberately. And I said, I need a child like me. And you know, I'm doing this with all humility. Because it's humility to recognize what God has done in your life. I would be lying if I was saying I went into the world. I would be lying. We gathered people, led them to Christ. We taught them the word of God in school. Would you say of yourself, Lord, raise a person like me in my school days when you look back or you're like, eh. 
in the next five years, in the next five years. So start from somewhere. Amen. Imagine we went to school. Me, when I was going to school, I was saying, I am part-time part student, full-time believer. So when we went to school for us, we went for the gospel. We were looking for souls. Messed up people, that's what we were looking for. No wonder we were failing like that sometimes. Because <laughs> you're preaching the whole time. Sometimes God had to help me. Parents! I guarantee you that your child who is here, they are in the right place. They may not be wise in the way that they are doing things. Sometimes you just have issues with them. But you are not making a mistake by allowing your children to be here. It's not a mistake. Clap for every parent who agrees with me. Don't strike a balance. Don't balance your parents with me. Obey your parents. Live correctly with them. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Don't balance me. It's like people who say, how can I balance my spiritual life and my academic? You don't balance those two. Your spiritual life is the source of everything. So if you begin balancing it, it means the other one can be more than the other. If your academics are more, they become an idol. If your spiritual life is more, you fail. Don't balance them. Just live your spiritual life. Because God, you see, you need your spiritual life everywhere. When you're writing an exam, the Holy Spirit can talk to you. So you can't say, no, now that I'm the Holy Spirit, salan pancha. Then, naindolemba exam, pobuela mungangene. Nailed it. So, you go outside, you leave the Holy Spirit with the invigilators, then... And you're looking at him, you're feeling sorry for him. He's, I hope he doesn't feel like he's lost. I don't know. The Holy Spirit is always with you. So always acknowledge him. As you are in class, you're acknowledging the Spirit of God is upon me. He's given me knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. As I am studying, the Holy Spirit is upon me. As I am dating, the Holy Spirit is watching. How we are looking at each other, sleeping eyes, you're, you, he's watching. He's watching. Everything that you're doing, he's watching. Don't leave him outside He's there everywhere, the Holy Spirit. He will, you don't balance it. The scriptures will be coming like this as we are on the toilet. The, the, it, it's there coming. He's there. The revelation is hitting you. Oh, Braguda Skida. Right there. When you are bathing, he's there. Don't, so don't say. Don't balance. Proverbs 8.22 says, The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. Why do people say, The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his ways, before his works of old. Why do people say God has no beginning? Because he ceases to be God. You see, if God has a beginning, then time is greater than him. The scripture that you are reading, you find that these ways, at the beginning of God, God's ways, ways have a beginning. When we say at the beginning of God's men, it doesn't mean that's when God also begins. He, God was there before his ways. Because the moment that God begins with his ways, 
then time is greater than him and he's at the same level with his ways. So God cannot have a beginning. God is not even immortal. God is not even eternal. Last time I tried to explain to you that God is not, in a sense, he's not even spirit. Remember? So I'm not, I don't want to go in that direction because it's very interesting. But how many would like me to explain a bit on that? You see, when, 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 when in, in Ezekiel chapter 11, the Bible says of Satan, you were perfect from the day of your creation until iniquity was found in you. Now, is Satan mortal or immortal? Huh? He's immortal, right? He's a spirit. So, if Satan had a day of his creation, you can show me that scripture, Ezekiel 11. If there was a day in which Satan was created, that means although he is immortal, there's a point in eternity to which we can trace his creation. Even in eternity, there's a point. Give me verse 28. There's a day in which God decided, ah, I will use light, I'll use wisdom, I'll put him together. Ah, I will love this guy. 11. Levun. Are you enjoying this question and answer session? Yeah. Media. It's like me, I eat media. It's just a rhyme. See where your problem was. All right, so the Bible reads. Mm -hmm. I'll read from verse 13. It says, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, the emerald with the gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. Are you seeing that? You were the anointed cherub that covers. I established you, you were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. Twice the Bible uses the word creation. So he will never die the way we know death. When God created the human being, let me take a sidewalk. Was he dead? Because remember he put life there. 
So in what state was he? There's something I want you to understand. In what state was he? You can't kill something that was not alive. You can't cause something dead that never lived. So the human being was not dead when God created him. He was lifeless. Because death is after you have lived. One, two, death really is separation from God. That's just for your thought. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. So it means he was created in a certain measure of days that are according to eternity. That means even eternity has got a sense of time which is really timeless, but I'm, I'm using very weak terms. So that means God cannot be immortal because if he's immortal, then he ranks with the angels. But he created them. But also he created a realm called eternity for the immortals to dwell in. Because immortals dwell in a realm of eternity. A realm which has got no beginning and no end. So who is God? If eternity was also created by him so that immortals can dwell there. But remember, he also created spirits. Obviously, John chapter 4 says God is a spirit. Now, there are certain things that are told to us so that we can relate because there are no words that really can help us understand some things. So the closest way we can understand is by saying, okay, it's more like is God is a spirit because meeting this woman at a well who has been a sinner, maybe this is a language again, but when we study God himself, if we say, if we say God is a spirit alone, it raises many other questions. Remember last time when we, 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 told, we, we, we made a circle here and I was explaining to you, I said, if God was his spirit and is absolutely spirit. Then where did he get the material to make physical things? Because if he's a spirit, he should not have access to material. Or if he has access to material, it means another spirit created. Or if not a spirit, then a physical something created. But then it means that physical something would have existed besides him. That means it makes that physical or spiritual something unequal to him. So that means, and if it, it existed independently, then the physical things should be worshipped. Because they assume a state of deity. Yeah, because who created them? So remember I was showing you that all things were in him. All things were made through him and without him. That means outside him, nothing was made that was made. Nothing could have been made outside him, John 1. So that means in God, there was dust. In God, there were trees, there was flesh. So without arguing with John chapter 4, is God a spirit alone? You don't have to answer. When the Bible says, and God said, let us create man in our own image. Image. 
image and after our likeness. The image is the expressed side of you that you can cast on something. It's an image. He didn't say let us create man in our substance because then man would be fully God. So the side of God which appears is his image. That means in God, there was already a very physical side of him. The Bible says they heard the voice of God walking in the garden. By then they had fallen. So they didn't have so much access to spiritual things. So if the Bible says they heard the voice of God, it means they were in the flesh when they heard. So that means there's all, there was always a very physical side of God. That's why many times in the Old Testament, God shows up in the flesh. He says, I am the commander of the Lord's army. There's only one person who's the commander of the Lord's army. He's called the word of God. So who is God? Yeah, that's the answer. He's a mystery. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, that's just for your bevel. I don't know how I got here. How long was your taking stage with mom before asking her? You see, the diversity of questions is such that you can be, remo you can be removed from one deep end to another deep end. It's like there's a way you are thinking then someone just comes, eh, What's talking stage? You people have got these relationship things that you don't know. I'll tell you this. I remember that day. <laughs> Was it 24th June? Yes. 24th June 2016. I had the first date with my wife at the chapel. She wore a white skirt and uh, what color is that? Is it red? But it's, no, it's not red. It's blue. It's, not blue. No. It's like brownish. Yes, yes. I remember it. And me, I wore a jean, which you didn't like. <laughs> a white jean. So I met her. I said, I want to marry you in exactly the next three years. Yes. So I don't know. I told her the first date I want to marry you at the chapel. So I don't know talking stage. You know, it will find us. For me, everything was postponed. So the moment I told her, I said, uh, yeah, I, I need to get married. So in three years' time, you, you are the one. And she was confused, obviously. She said, I'll get back to you. Up to now, she wants to get back to me. You can talk, but I think at some point, the talking stage doesn't end. At some point, he needs to say what his intentions are. You can't date someone in perpetuity. If you are a woman and you've dated someone for more than four years, and you are at a place where by now you should have been married, you should begin asking questions. You know, sometimes people begin to live in a place where it's toxic, but they are comfortable. Have you ever entered a room when you enter maybe your young brother's room? It's smelling everything. But he, he is doing fine. Especially boys. You say, how are you managing this place? 
How many have baby brothers who can relate? You wonder, how is he surviving? He is breathing just fine. Jesus is Lord. I mean, you are the one who's troubled. The shoes are... I, the point I make is people can become comfortable in a toxic environment. The more they stay in it and their days are prolonged. For me, three years, ah, four years, I can buy. Five years. But three years, if it doesn't work, oh, it's not the one. I'll stop at 13 hours. I stop now. You can't date in perpetuity. You can't. It's not fair, especially on the girl. All you need to settle down and get married, just a 3,000 kwacha. If you can have a consistent income of 3,000 kwacha, that's sufficient. You can rent a house somewhere. All you do is, as the Lord is building you, don't take pictures of your house. Don't, don't feel like you need to show where you stay. It's not necessary. All that pressure, for what? All you do is every time you're at Monday, you take marriage, bagamba, you post. Jesus is Lord. At the end of the day, what they have and what you have is marriage. And all the saints said, some men are in this lie where they say, I want to settle down. So they are waiting. What do you want to settle? What do you want to settle? Just marry. What? No, you want to be, you can't be too perfect for marriage. Even people who are always learning, no, I want to learn some more. You can't be too perfect. You can't be too wise to be married. Even after me, with the little things I knew, I am still shocked. I just discovered my wife is a whole different world. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. And Okay. Oh, sorry. So you can never be too wise to be married. I meant finding and being found while church one year. You are fit. Get married. Some of you, because you take too long getting married, that's why you sin. Because your feelings are not waiting to mature. They already matured when you were 12 years old. So they won't take a practical. So you find yourself making mistakes. Meanwhile, you're saying, I'll repeat this. Some of you ladies, the only thing you have against your man is the sex you've not given him. So withhold it from him. Just refuse. That's the only thing that he's looking forward to. That's the only thing he's looking forward to. The moment he has it, the Bible says of Amnon, when he raped Tamar, the hatred with which we hated her was greater than the love he claims to have for her. The moment he comes for you, he's done. For what now? So make sure he goes through paying Lawola, spending on a wedding, meeting your difficult relatives who eat a lot, and they charge great Lawola so that even after he discovers you're not the one he wanted, he looks at where he comes from. He will say, let's make it work, my love. 
We have to make it work. Nombe ya koba tumakumani na pafiani pa 22 hours. Parapene unefi yongo ni na finish. You even have a mark. No. So withhold it. Look at your sister and say withhold. It's, I know many men. That's your only security. Although make sure you bath so that when he looks at you, but he knows that Ichi, I can only look to the future. That's the only thing he can look to. But if nothing has happened, he will say, ah, let me leave. She's not the one. I know me, I just feel that the way the Lord is leading me, the way we talk. Hello, Pastor. Thank you for this opportunity. My question is, what does it mean when you are praying and you smell ashes or when you are seated next to someone, you smell medicine, yet the person is just okay? It could be a, a, spirit, a, a grace for discernings of spirits, but you need to find out from the Holy Spirit what he's trying to communicate. Because if you're always smelling ashes when you are praying, then there's a message. Why are you not smelling other nice things? I can't explain really. I'll need to talk to you to understand. Okay, we've got eight minutes. Good morning, Dad. Thank you for this opportunity. How best can you approach an authority figure like a pastor if you have been having visions, dreams that are coming to pass? I've tried to explain the question. Hope it's clear. Ah, send them a message. I advise you send them a message. People like me, I give, if you say you had a dream about me, I say, I want to hear it. When you tell me, I'll ask you, what do you think it means? When you tell me, I'll say, well, then I'll end there. Because again, if I look like I'm too excited, you will start controlling me. So when you tell me what you dreamed about, I will say, oh, okay. How was your exam? How did you We are done. Relax. <laughs> I dreamt that I was fighting a creature that looked like a dog, but it was so huge. I thought I thought it had ripped I had ripped its jaws, but when I looked at the jaw, the, the jaws, it was gills. You see, demons. When the angels came, they did many strange things, right? And the reason why God destroyed, he, as part of his destruction, as part of his destruction project, he also destroyed animals. There were some animals which were not supposed to live.
because when I study history, I, f I discover that not all historic material is in the Bible, right? But not all historic material which is not in the Bible is correct. So if you are going to read extra material, you need to be very careful. I advise you consult. But what the angels who fell did is that they would meet strange animals sometimes and they would produce creatures. How many have watched movies like Narnia before? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen some of those animals which were there? It looks like it's a human being here. It's a horse the other side. They would begin to merge. These are strange arts. They would begin to merge different genes to produce creatures that God never produced. So they would bring different things together and they would produce very strong animals that they would use to bring violence upon mankind. And those, those things would kill humans. Some of those things would, would eat everything that human beings would ever grow. So it became very difficult for human beings to live. So many of these things you see in, in Hollywood, people have imagined that they've seen pictures of them in the spirit, but they are very in touch. I'll give you an example. The director of um, this movie, Avatar, says that where I got inspiration from these, to make these things is because my mother had a dream of these blue people. And then he now makes a movie out of it. So many things like that existed. So you find I've, I've, I've met some, some strange creatures. And you wonder, where did this thing come from? This one time, I saw a spirit that halfway was a snake, the other half was a lizard. Where did they come from? This other time, I see this creature. The body of a dog, the head of a snake, the legs of a the legs of a dog. And they have such an intelligence to know the kind of destruction to bring. Because before God destroyed their bodies during the days of Noah, that's what they were doing. Now, they couldn't find their place in heaven. Neither could they find their place in hell. So, when they lost their bodies, they have to continue doing what they were doing. So, what do they become? They become evil spirits on the earth. And some of these beings, they knew so much about the environments they lived in. Some of them 
knew the routes to take to bring a cure to a sickness. So you just find someone suddenly has an urge to go in the bush and mix roots. And they just know where to take. There was a spirit that was here thousands of years ago. 4,000 years ago it was here. So it knows where to take the roots so that you mix it. And the person is having a calling to be a priest. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain to you so that you understand demons. Demons, I don't believe they were only the children of the giants. No. Some were creatures which were formed by the disobedient angels. Okay, so what I've given you is material, extra what the Bible teaches. But as I became curious, that was the information that made sense to me. Don't go out looking. You've heard. I was just saying this to tell you that you know, I can tell you more. But maybe when we begin dealing with uh, demonology, when the Lord gives me a release, because the information is heavy. So when the Lord allows me then I will just, I will come for you <laughs> that day. I will just come and say, let's open our Bibles. And I'm going to make two sentences. Okay. The point I make is, I just wanted to say that what you saw was an evil spirit. This person who said, it's an evil spirit. They, they are, they've got strange appearances. Very strange appearances. So what you saw was an evil spirit and it's calling you for warfare. Right? Let me do two more. Ah, my time is up. When around people, I suddenly become... Ang and you see, these, these evil spirits, what they do is they project the character they had before they lost their bodies. So they are looking for a body because they were created on the earth. And if you are created on the earth, it means you need a body to function in. So they lost their bodies. They crave one. Can you imagine for 4,000 years you don't have a body? That means you are irrelevant on earth. You can't go to hell. You can't go to heaven. But you can't be relevant here. And you are told that the only way you can be relevant is if you can have a body. So they will look for a body. And you see these demons, they will not care. If there are 2,000, they will still, and all they need is accommodation. Accommodation is difficult in Lusaka. So once they find it, once they find accommodation, they are, and they are all the same. You know, sickness is easy to have, hard to lose. Someone was saying weight is easy to have, but hard to lose it. It's stubborn. I had ladies discussing. It's stubborn. Which one? The postpartum. It was a conversation. But then I began to think, this is how demons are. They can slide in, but coming out, it's a fight. Then you Then they will now start negotiating with you. Okay, just your throat is out. And sometimes when you think you're done, then chakusika. 
They don't want to lose their bodies. They are stubborn. And the same thing they were doing, like this one girl who, this one girl who, they are not ready. Like this one, this one girl who, she said, I have, I have an urge to drink my, I want to suck blood from my young sister. I, I just want to bite her. I just, I just want to bite her. I just need to bite her. You're a vampire. And, and you are thinking those vampires you watch are just imaginations. We had to cast out demons from that girl, obviously. And it was a violent deliverance. Then wake up, do you still have the urge to, no, no, me, no. There was a spirit which was craving blood. Now, some spirits don't crave blood, literally. They want blood on an altar. So when they're around your environment, someone will be killing. And they are insatiable. They want to kill, 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 kill. Because it's part of their demonic agenda. Either they are killing or they're destroying. There are some demons which they will not manifest if you don't have anything. Then you know, the moment that you just have a crush on someone, ah, you have a crush. They will destroy. The moment you just start building it, because they love to destroy. It's who they are. They were created from forces of destruction. That's why you need to resist the devil. If you sense an evil spirit around you, don't be cute. Fight. Because that thing will fight to hold you. You push until it's out of your life. When around people, I suddenly become angry and agitated. Feels like there's fire in my chest. And it's like I just want to respond rudely. It gets worse by the day. You see, this is a different question. But this brother or sister, we need to be helped. And you will notice, as you begin praying for this person, or as I'm speaking, they're getting more upset. And it can reach a level where they're so upset, they'll just scream. Why? Because I am attacking the spirit as we speak. They are getting angry and angry and angrier. So you find this evil spirit, the way it was formed, it's designed to cause you to lose relationships. So that every guy you date says, ah, nikacha, nikacha. What's anger? In Nyanja. And if you're a man, you will kill your wife. Why do you think these people are killing? The Bible says, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, meaning that it's a type of a spirit, it bears fruit. It's a type of, every spirit bears fruit. So the, spirit of the, the fruit of the spirit is love. It's a kind of a spirit. Not every spirit is like that. For some spirits, the work of the flesh is hatred, anger. Importance to love and to be loved. There are people who can't be loved. Because of what I went through, every time somebody becomes sweet to me, I have to disappoint them first because I expect that they're going to disappoint me. So you find that 
they are, they are about to fall in love, fall in love. Then, then they realize the thing comes upon them. And they will have to hit that person before the person hits them according to their perception. Many people like that. They are not alone. They are not alone. This world needs deliverance. That's why we cannot, we cannot overlook the ministry of deliverance. It's important. You need force. You need power to drag evil spirits. Jesus said, the following signs shall follow them that, that believe. Mark 16, 17. says, in my name, the first thing he says is they will, they will drive out evil spirits. In other words, Jesus knew that even though I have given them power, the evil spirits are still bound on the earth. They're not leaving. So you need to learn how to remove. Some of them, you need to remove them from your office. Every time you enter an office, there's a spirit of heaviness. What have you done about it? Sometimes it's your family. There's this tension in your family. You can't be happy together for more. The only time you're happy together is if there's a few, is the wedding. Forget funerals. Funerals are supposed to make people, but your, your very own, the African spirit, is that when there's a funeral, get ready for kafuafu. This one will be blamed. This one will want to collect this. this. The children. It, oh, it's wild. It's a spirit. Some of them need to come out of, every time you enter your room, um, velache, bzz, bzz, but it's, it's been three times now. Every time you are dating, you say, I don't know. I've run out of love. You are you are betrothed to a deity and you need to be de-betrothed. <laughs> ah, maybe the first one we can understand you never had chemistry. The second one will be suspicious. The third one will lay hands. You get excited and then afterwards, I wanted to say something that will spare you. So the ministry of deliverance is quintessential. It can never be overemphasized. When I'm in public, I get angry. Then there are people who are in public, they just get nervous. They can't explain it. Everyone gets nervous, but their kind of nervousness is clinical. I want to be on a band. I have an edge to be on one, but I'm in a relationship. Are you seeing what I'm saying? It's like I'm being thrown between two deep ends. <laughs> I'm being thrown between two deep ends. Should I wait for the relationship to end? Let us stand.
You see, many of these sins that people love, there is an evil spirit. No, there's a sin. You see, sin is like a, a programming. It's a software. But then for every, soft, for every icon within the software, for every functionality, there is a spirit somewhere. There are, there are spirits which were designed to promote lust. So you find when someone really wants to do whatever they want to do, there's a spirit tormenting them, tormenting them. And when it's tormenting them, it's pushing the agenda of those feelings. Till the person does it, they will not see relief. There are spirits in charge of sickness. They are just... They can supply all kinds of pathogens. There are powers in charge of lying. Lying, lying. Lying has a principality behind it. It's a very important department in the kingdom of darkness. Lying, deception. There's a someone I taught title the last days, last week. It's on podcast. Listen to it. Huh? It's lying. Someone was joking and said, ah, you, I was just lying. Ah. Fellowship. You are beginning to delve into very dangerous waters. Your language must be sanctified. There are some jokes you shouldn't crack. Many of these, many of these, people are married, they don't touch each other. It's a spirit. It's a power. There's a spirit which just wants to make sure that there's a divide between you and your husband. It's, it's a power. Mm. There's a lot of education we need in spiritual warfare. There are forces which just want, they will make sure there's no money they will specialize in making sure every time you have a money, sometimes it will just drop. Then you remember, ah, that was a tonto pocket I'd put the hundred kwacha. Yava! Number one, you mama bus yatatu. The devil is a liar. I want us to begin praying. We're going to pray in the spirit. Because I strongly sense there's a warfare that some people are getting delivered from as we pray. Now, you don't have to fall or manifest or anything like that. That's not the only way people get delivered. As you pray, whatever God needs to 
break out of your life will be breaking out. Begin to pray. There's a fire that has been created in this place. On tutu tina mama shananani nene nemekeria zikete preketoria kababa shakatorokotosh zikete. I want ashes to be on our lips. There's power that is coming from this altar.